Welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. This week's quote comes from Dr. Adam Nally. Ketones act as hormones. Hey Keto Camper, good to have you with me today. I'm excited to share a first-timer on the show, Dr. Adam Naley. He's going to talk all about what is the real cause of weight gain. Is it a calories in, calories out type of deal, or is it about the hormones? Well, if you've been a listener of this podcast, you know it's the latter, but he's going to break it down. He talks really fast, and he gets really scientific, so you might need to slow down the uh, audio of this podcast or listen to it a few times. He is a brilliant doctor who's doing some great work, and I'm excited to share him with you on this episode. You're going to learn why ketones can act as hormones, and he's going to describe the difference between low-carb and ketosis. A lot of people think that low-carb equals keto, but it's not necessarily true, and he'll distinguish the difference between low-carb and keto and paleo and all that, and he's a really funny guy as well. So you're going to enjoy this episode, and I can't wait to share him with you. Please leave this show a rating and review on Apple Podcast. It really makes a big difference. And if you're getting any value from the Keto Camp Podcast, I would appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave it a rating and a review right now. Take a screenshot of the Keto Camp Podcast and post it on your Instagram stories or Instagram profile. Send me a tag. My Instagram handle is at thebenazadi, T-H-E-B-E-N-A-Z-A-D-I. I'll be sure to see it and I'll post that on my story and we'll get some other keto campers following you back. You could also use the hashtag keto camp or keto camper. Before I get into this episode with Dr. Adam Nally, I want to let you know that there's a free 12-page keto and fasting ebook that you could get right now. Head over to ketokickstartguide.com, claim this 12-page ebook, teaches my four-pillar approach to keto and fasting. There's also a meal plan a list of healthy fats versus bad fats, the importance of bitters and what are bitters, how to eat them, how it helps with breaking down of fat, and so much more. Head over to ketokickstartguide.com, claim that for free. Let's get into this episode now with Dr. Adam Nally. After five years after gastric bypass, people start showing up in my office because this is what's happening. We're not fixing the problem, we're just putting a Band-Aid on it and surgery's not. So the challenge in this life is not closing the gap between your actions and your belief. The challenge is closing the gap between your belief and the actual truth. So I hope I can present to you some science that gives you some valid truth that helps you make decisions on how you pick to to, uh, use your meals and how you eat. So two recent article questions, and I'm going to just go into this briefly, but why do popular self-help books, scholarly articles, media headlines still question the validity of the dietary calorie? Technically, um, in predicting energy deficit and accumulated excess. And the other question asks the same thing. And if we have all this data, why do we still use the, why, why, do, why do people still disagree with the calorie? Well, as I said, the calorie in my office is a square word. We don't count calories. I don't want you to count calories because they don't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for most of my patients. And the reason is this, and I, there are still people in the keto world that argue this, but I say to them, okay, yes, sure. We have the law of thermodynamics. The first law says you can't change energy. Diet and the human bo- mammalian body does not follow the second law of thermodynamics. Basically, the problem is that 
we have hormones that block off these two boxes from working correctly to prevent us from working. So the calorie as a calorie theory doesn't work in the mammalian body. Um, random disorder increases over time. However, the body's designed to resist that disorder by hormonal counterbalance. It was briefly talked about, but uh, it doesn't take into the hormones, and it doesn't take into the fact that ketones act like hormones, which we may touch on briefly as well. And then lastly, um, this basically, we, we, because you're maintaining weight in a system where you should be losing weight if you count calories, this is negative entropy. So, so basically, there are four laws of thermodynamics, not one, and if somebody says a calorie is a calorie, they need to understand the other three laws of thermodynamics and how that applies to the body. All right, so how do I know this? Well, over the 20 years of my lifetime, I love hormones. And these are the 38 hormones that allow you to gain or lose weight. All you have to do is understand that. <laughs> and if you understand that, you will know exactly how to lose weight. But that is, as far as we know, the 38 hormones that resist entropy or change in the human body. And so, again, it violates that second law of thermodynamics. So this is my horse, Bailey. And uh, judgment comes from, good judgment comes from experience, and most of that comes from really bad judgment. <clears throat> so, let's start with something simple. Your brain is the main organ in the body, and it wants glucose to be maintained for happiness between 70 and 100 uh, milligrams per deciliter, or 3.9 to 5.3 millimoles per liter if you're from across the pond. Uh, but your, your brain wants that. That's what it wants, and it will do everything in its power to maintain that. It will override every other organ in your body to make sure that happens. And its best friend is the liver. And that liver, well, let me, let me back up before I go there. So if that in your blood sugar drops below 80 milligrams, your insulin level begins to decrease. And then as it drops below 70, your glucagon, your epinephrine rises. And then if, you're, if it drops below 67, norepinephrine and growth hormone rise. And then if it drops below 65, cortisol rises. And then if it drops below 55, you get dizzy, lightheaded, and have low blood sugar because your autonomic nervous system kicks in. Your brain controls this and tells your body to maintain the sugar so this doesn't happen. And that's what your body does. That's why people's blood sugars are where they're at, because of these hormones that are driving that process. Now... Under 50, brains aren't very happy, they don't function very well. Unless you give them ketones, then they do a little better. But the liver is the brain's best friend. Now we've often said, well the pancreas produces insulin and the insulin lowers the blood sugar. That's actually not true. That's a secondary function. But that's what we were taught as a primary function in medical school, that's the challenge. The main, the main job of the liver is to make sure that glucose stays somewhere between 70 and 95. That's what it does. And insulin acts as a counterbalance to raise or lower the, the signal to the liver. But we never took into account the 170 hormones produced by the fat cells. Now, fat cells, I was told in medical school, were there for cushion, keep us warm, and store energy. But in the last 10 years, we've realized that there's at least 170 hormones produced by fat cells. And we now know that at least eight, five to eight of them play a role in dramatically enhancing or affecting the way the liver produces glucose. So what happens is these hormones either suppress or increase or damper the effect of insulin on the body. So let's say I get bigger, which I did, 65 pounds bigger. I now produce more, ad less adiponectin, less leptin essentially, more resistant, and I produce more of tumor necrosis factor alpha and interleukin-6, which happen to be the same hormones that cause cancer cells to grow faster. 
those hormones actually suppress the effect of insulin. So when people wake up saying, Dr. Nelly, I don't understand why my, my glucose is 106, it's because their fat cells are still overproducing these two hormones not letting insulin affect itself. So the pancreas says, well, I gotta produce more, and it produces more insulin. And now you've got insulin resistance because you've got sick fat cells that aren't doing their job. Does that make sense? Yeah. Woo! You now know more than most of the endocrinologists in Arizona. I am so impressed. All right. I hope there's no endocrinologist here. I just offended a bunch of them, I'm sure. All right. Um, so that's glucose 101. That's where insulin resistance comes from. It comes from sick fat cells, not a bad pancreas. And until we fix that, you're going to have a problem. Now, what happens if we take away your sugar? You actually decrease your insulin loads, and you produce something called ketones, which is a byproduct of fatty metabolism. And guess what? Ketones are really cool because they also act like hormones, and they suppress these overproduction. This is why I was so shocked when exogenous ketones started being used, and I had patients' blood sugars totally normalized within two weeks, and I went, what? And because when a person got into ketosis, or they were using products that allowed the ketone to be present, we were suddenly changing the dynamics back. And this is why I'm such a, a big fan of being in a ketogenic state. You can do low carb, low carb yes, but you're not gonna change disease until you're in ketosis. And that's why I'm a big fan of being in a ketogenic diet. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. Seriously, that's, you, you now know more physiology than I knew when I came out of medical school. So that's why I wrote a book. And, and basically what I did, when I first came out of school, I started doing two-hour glucose tolerance tests, but I was checking insulin as well. And the, the labs hated my guts because I was sticking people all the time. It was like all those who've been pregnant and had that two-hour glucose tolerance test, if you've had that, raise your hand. Yes, okay, you know what I'm talking about. That yummy 75 grams of glucose you drink, and then you sit there forever, and you get lightheaded dizzy, and they stick you 12 times. Well, a guy named Joseph Kraft did it 13,000 times, but he did it for five hours. And between what he saw and what I saw, what we identified is that, oops, um, if you're a normal, your insulin when you're fasting should really be less than five, not 20 like the lab says. And when you, after, two hours after a meal, your insulin should drop to less than 40. But most of my patients, 90% of them, are somewhere in here. When they're fasting, their insulin's up around 15, 30, 40. I had one guy that came in with 110. Um, he's, up in the, he's clear up past here. Now, we arbitrarily, called diabetes right here. When you're fasting insulin's over 30, that's your type two diabetic. And that, this is actually 25 years into the process. You've already had all this damage occurring because of high insulin loads for 20 to 25 years before you ever get that diagnosis of, oh no, now you're diabetic. It's an arbitrary number. The problem is not diabetes, the problem is overproduction of insulin. That's type two diabetes. Type one diabetes is they're not producing any insulin. Two different things altogether, but hopefully that makes it clear for you. All right, and then like my father, as after a while his pancreas burns out and then we have to start giving him a ton of insulin in order to compensate for his, his pancreas that then burned out. So I don't want to demonize insulin because you need a little bit of it. But when you have a lot of it, this is, these are all the really cool diseases that arise. This is what keeps me in business. This is actually job security, by the way. So excess insulin causes weight gain. It increases the sodium retention and causes your blood pressure to go up. Not your salt, it's your, it's your insulin. It raises uric acid, causes calcium oxalate. We call those kidney stones. We also call it gout. Small dead cell particle goes up every single time. Insulin directly stimulates oxidation of the cholesterol molecule and causes that to change in the small dense particle leading to atherogenesis. That's, that's the next step in the process. Increases triglycerides, increases free radicals. These are not the uh, terrorist type. These are the ones that cause cancer. 
We're going to talk about thyroid here in a minute. And then it, it, it lowers estrogen in women, raises estrogen in men, and does the opposite with testosterone, turns men into women and women into men. And I see that almost every day. And then lastly, it increases inflammation. I'm amazed that I see 50% reduction in pain from arthritis within a few weeks of, of being in a ketogenic diet with many of my patients who are over 65. So pretty impressive. All right. So this is a gluten-free salad. Doctors say that each piece of bacon you eat takes nine minutes off of your life. And if that was the case, um, I should have died in 1731. So let's define a low-carbohydrate diet, because nobody defines this. And, and if you're gonna talk about a ketogenic diet, you at least have to have something like this up on your slides. So number one, paleo is, is carbohydrate-restricted to somewhere between 100 and 250 milligrams. The reason the CrossFit guys love it is because they do so much exercise that puts them into ketosis periodically, and they can get away with that many carbs. But I can't, nor can many of my really insulin-resistant patients. Um, second is a low-carb diet, which is what a lot of us started out with, is 100 grams or less. A very low carbohydrate diet, which is what I was trained with originally, is less than 50 grams. And then truly to be ketogenic for many of us who are very insulin resistant like I am, you've got to lower those car that carbon take to less than 20 grams per day or you ain't getting there. I hope you enjoyed that. Like I said, he speaks faster than I speak, so you might need to listen to that a couple more times. He got really deep into the human physiology, which I personally love. And if you're a geek like me, I know you love it too. Check out this entire lecture. It was from Keto Salt Lake earlier this year on the Keto Chow YouTube channel. The title of this talk is Keto Salt Lake 2019, Dr. Adam Nally tuning the thyroid with ketosis. So he does get into the thyroid and much, much more during this lecture. It's about a 45 minute lecture. I'll put a link for this entire video in the notes of this podcast. Go check it out and be sure to check out Adam Nally's work. Adam Nally is an internationally known speaker and he's a funny guy, charismatic, as you can tell. He creates a bridge for the average person to see and clearly understand deeply complex concepts in the medical world with his knowledge, humor, and endless bacon analogies. He's a board-certified family physician. He's doing some great work. I'm going to put a link for his website in the notes of this podcast. You could also head over to nallyfamilypractice.com to learn more about his work. Definitely check out those resources. Check out his work. See the cool things that he's up to and go listen to this episode a couple more times. If you haven't left a review yet, please do so. And reminder, if you want to get that free 12-page ebook on keto and fasting, head over to ketokickstartguide.com. And the last call to action that I want to leave for you here is if you're not subscribed to the Keto Camp YouTube channel, head over to youtube.com slash ketocamp or just type in ketocamp on YouTube. You'll see it pop right up. We release a brand new video on that channel every other day. Okay, you're going to love that channel if you're not subscribed yet. So subscribe, hit the bell. We'll see you on YouTube and you'll hear me on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.